0: Love talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Denise Brown, your host of Your Caregiving Journey, a talk show that helps you as you help family members and friends. It is Tuesday, December 5th. We are, how many days till Christmas? 20 days. There we go. I can do math quickly when it's easy math. So today we're going to talk to Claire Day, who is our dementia care expert. She's going to join us in just a few moments. We're going to talk about finding the holiday spirit during caregiving and I think we find it by adjusting and tweaking and sometimes changing and so we're going to talk about how to make those adjustments during the holidays not only to better accommodate our caree but also our family because the family changes when there's a caregiving situation and a diagnosis. So a couple quick updates for you. We do have a couple annual events that are coming up this month. Our blog party is one of them. So seven years ago, I started a holiday progressive blog party. And this year, it's going to happen on December 18th and 19th. We're going to just do it two days. In the past, I've done it for a week, and I thought this year, eh, let's just do it two days. I think that's enough. So if you blog about your caregiving experience, you'll want to join our blog party. So it's a way for us to... Connect bloggers and family caregivers and really share stories, connect with support and have some fun at the same time. So on caregiving.com, we'll give gifts away each day on December 18th and 19th and bloggers who've joined us will also have prizes that they'll give away. So if you're caring for a family member, it's a fun experience to just go from blog to blog. You share some of your story, you enter into a chance to win and it feels festive. One of the things that's great about our holiday progressive blog party is we do not gain weight. So we party without weight gain. We don't have to cook. And we don't have to clean. <laughs> so it's fun. It is a no mess progressive holiday blog party. Really, it's all about connecting all of us on the internet who blog about caregiving. So if you're a blogger, you'll want to participate. And then if you're a family caregiver or a former family caregiver, you'll want to participate. And you'll find information about the Holiday Progressive Blog Party on caregiving.com. So if you're a blogger, you'll want to sign up to be on a list of participating blogs. And the other tradition that we have during December on caregiving.com is our 36-hour Christmas chat. So we open up our chat room at noon Eastern time on Christmas Eve, and we keep it open for another 36 hours. And not only is the chat room open, it's also staffed with volunteers. So we literally have a volunteer in the chat room for 36 hours. It's not the same volunteer, but it's a volunteer. And it has been a tradition for the past seven years, and it's something that we really do embrace and look forward to. So if you've been a volunteer in the past in the chat room, you know that it can feel like really, honestly, a magical experience. And what's interesting about it is that we're typing messages to each other through the chat room. None of us are in the same location, and yet there's something that happens that makes it feel like we're all together. It's really quite spectacular. So anyone and a current or former caregiving experience is welcome to join the chat at any time, beginning noon, Christmas Eve, all the way through midnight, Christmas Day. And then if you want to, you are welcome to sign up to volunteer. You could take a one-hour shift. You could take a two-hour shift. Anything that works for you works for me. The reason that we do this is we want anyone in a caregiving situation, to know that they have a safe place to land during the holidays. So sometimes it can feel overwhelming to get together with family members, especially if there's discord in the family. You know, some people might not be on the same page. It also can be difficult because you might be in a after-caregiving situation and you might be feeling the grief and loneliness, especially on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So know that you have a place to go to. And it's our chat room. You don't have to put a coat on. You don't have to drive. You just simply go to caregiving.com, click the orange chat bubble, and then head into the caregiving chat room. So it's nice and easy. And really, it's just a, a nice way to honor the holiday with a group of people who truly understand and who have committed to being available to support you during the holidays. So you can find out more by going to caregiving.com, including if you're interested in volunteering. It's easy. Just send me an email. You'll see the blog post about the Christmas chat. And then if you're interested in volunteering, it's just a simple email to me letting me know what shifts you can take. Okay. So those are the updates for you. So joining me this morning is Claire Day. She's the chief program officer with the Alzheimer's Association Northern California and Northern Nevada chapter, and she joins us once a month, which we are grateful for, and has joined us for just about six years, I think, which is really quite quite amazing because it does not feel like six years. So good morning, Claire. Thanks so much for being with us today. Good morning, Denise. Thank you for having me. So I was telling Claire before we started today's show that I already have been out and about and gave a presentation about managing the holidays to a group of employees at a local park district. And when I talk about the holidays, I also talk about my older sister, who many of you know is no longer a part of the family. So she's made a decision that she does not connect with us in any way. She doesn't participate in family get-togethers, including over the holidays. And that's just something that we've learned to navigate over the years. It has not been easy but we figured it out. So I talked about that during the presentation, and one of the participants came up to me afterwards and said, my son is not part of our family right now. And so we're, we're navigating his absence during the holidays. And I think that that is something that is more common than what we talk about. I think we get so focused in on the commercials that we see on TV, the Hallmark holiday movies that we watch, that we forget the reality is that a holiday can, sh- can really emphasize the split in the family. And let's face it, when there's a caregiving experience and a diagnosis like Alzheimer's or another dementia, it can really cause chaos in the family. So how do we navigate that? What can we do? So, Claire, when you think what? about a family... Oh, go ahead. You're ready no, to go. that's right. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, so when you think about a fracture of family experiences, the holidays makes that fracture hurt more. How, how can we approach the holiday season in a way that feels like we're not pretending and yet we're coping?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny It's funny that you mentioned Hallmark movies because as I was sitting here listening to you do the opening session reflecting on um, what we talked about, that was the first thing that popped into my head. I will, I, am going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit to everyone today. I'm a guilty pleasure hallmark Christmas movie watcher. Um, I'm driving my father nuts because the DVR is full and he always makes a comment that he's, he, he says, Oh, we've seen this one. And I go, no, we haven't. And he goes, we well, yes, we have, cause they're all the same. And he's right. They are, they're all a fantasy of what we all either want the holidays to be or what we think they should be. And we set ourselves up um, for these expectations around special times or events in our lives that, for most people, are nowhere near close to being real, right? They're, they're fantasy. They're Hollywood. They're, they're fictional. And they're wonderful to watch. And they're an escape. Which is why I think we all get involved in them and, and like to have that escape. But when people show up on the 24th for real, um, it might be a, quite a different experience. And I think you raise you know, really great points. We, we talk, I think probably we've talked every year about hoping for the holidays around November and December and how we have to adjust for the person living with dementia to ensure that they're not overwhelmed and to ensure that we're not overwhelmed as carers. But I think you add a really important piece, which is whether it's because someone's estranged from the family and not there, or whether it's because they're there, but they're not really in line with what's happening to the person you're caring for. Maybe they don't have the same level of Um, belief or or comfort in in the progression of the disease or they don't want to believe it so they're not acknowledging the changes and don't want to do the things that it takes to um, to amend our holiday practice can add just levels of stress on top of what's a stressful time for people regardless of who they're caring for so for me I think um, it's a I think it's about trying to um trying to acknowledge that those difficulties may be there um and and not setting ourselves up for expectations that um that that nobody can live up to um because you know i i I see this with my sister a little bit um we we lost my mom you know almost you know two and a half years ago now and she will often say things like i just wish we could go back in time i wish i wish things were the way they used to be and and for her the holidays have become harder and harder, harder for her to navigate because she wants um, she wants that back and the reality is she hasn't had christmas with my parents since they moved to florida in 2009 but it's in her, it's what's in her mind it's what's in her mind is what she remembers as that holiday tradition. So I think for me it's about acknowledging the loss or the changes myself, because I can't convince her that it's okay. But I can think about how I interact in those situations and how I feel in those, in those situations and acknowledge that it is gonna be different, the difference okay. That was a lot of talking, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, that is, first of all, that's fascinating about your sister that she's created a memory which really isn't based in reality. And I guess what she's really <laughs> saying is she wants, right? What she wants the option of being able right. to be with your mom, and so the option right. is no longer there. So interesting, yeah. and I and I think that's what happens, right? So if you think about that in in the perspective of someone who is really struggling to an accept a diagnosis of dementia you know they might bring that level of but I want it to be different I want it to be like how it was into the holiday season I want mom to be able to still host the holidays I want dad to still be able to you know decorate the tree rather than being realistic about what's possible today
1: well and I think the other part that in in line with what you were talking about um, with your sister and and the woman that shared with you about her son is when you're thinking about dementia, there's the added level that, okay, so you've figured out how you're going to deal with someone not being engaged in the family at this particular time. What about the person with dementia who may or may not have the short-term recall to understand why Susie's not there or why Joe's not there, and and then maybe asking for that person and bringing sort of bringing it to the forefront of everybody who's just trying to get through the day.
0: Did I stop yeah. you? Yeah, that and you know, so here's what's interesting about this too, is that we forget. That we have options during the day like simply putting boundaries around how long the day lasts. So we often talk about and around the holidays is making the day last as long as we think our caree will last and oftentimes we can look at that same boundary with how long do you think our family (laughs) will will last together, Right. right? So right. if we know that the family is going to have discourse, why have the event last for more than just a few hours? Why not? Why right. not simplify it, which will help our carry and maybe that's how we manage the family dysfunction. We have shorter time yeah. periods together with each other.
1: Yeah, and and I think um, I, I think that's again one of those things that it, it takes it may it may feel like a little bit more work when nobody wants to do you know everybody's already so stressed at the holidays and thinking about all the things that they have to keep together to kind of really try and think that through a little bit in advance because while some things we cannot plan for there are some things we can and 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 it can taking a little bit of time ahead of time to kind of think through okay who's coming When are they coming? What are they coming for? Are are we doing a big meal or are we just going to do heavy hors d'oeuvres and exchange gifts and have a glass of wine and send everybody on their way? So, um, you know, maybe thinking through to that alternative opportunity may not even have to be a, a, a full meal either. You can make amendments to the way you do things that, um, are, frankly, going to be easier for everybody in most cases.
0: You know what else, too, is we can take a break from the family dysfunction for a holiday get-together. And it could be communication that goes out inviting everybody together, for instance, on Christmas Day. And included in the communication is, we are gathering together to enjoy each other's company. We can talk about more serious issues after the holidays. Today we're just getting together to share a meal and to make good memories. Yeah, something yep. like that. Because we have a tendency to feel like every time we get together we have to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> and I'm not right, saying that right. we want to push the elephant out, but let's face it, we can take a break from it. We don't have to we don't have to keep talking about it. And I think the other part too is that it's okay to accept where someone is along the change process. So if someone is in a little bit of denial about a situation, it's okay to accept that's where they are today. The reality is they may be in a different place next week or next month because the way they process change is different than the way we do it. Yeah. So we we can release ourselves from the idea of being frustrated and feeling this pressure to you know, bring them back to reality and help them, you know, accept the diagnosis when maybe if and we just accepted it, even on that one day, it could help everybody.
1: And I think too, if you see things on that, on Christmas day or, or on a holiday that that are new, it may be circumstantial and not progression.
0: Oh, Okay. Tell me more about that. So it,
1: it you know, I, um, I, I, I get, I, I have a small family. So when I hear people talking about twenty-five people at Thanksgiving, I want to, I want to crawl in a, a hole and not, not engage in that because that's just not what I'm comfortable with. And most would say I'm cognitively intact. So when you're, when you're not, when you have impairments and you're around new people or people that feel not as familiar to you or more people than you're normally used to being around, oh. it wouldn't be unexpected that it's going to be a little bit more agitating, that your your temper is going to be a little bit shorter, that your ability to um, do things even that you've been doing maybe independently may be a little bit more uh, fragile because you're you're, as the person with the disease, under just as much stress as everybody else. The difference is I can say there's 25 people here and it's overwhelming me, and a person with cognitive impairment may not be able to, and so we might start to see that in action that maybe aren't related to the disease but to the events that are happening.
0: Yeah, I like that. You know, sometimes we we put so much pressure around the holidays, right? Especially if we think maybe this is the last holiday we'll all be together. Maybe this is the last holiday where mom will really be able to participate fully in the holidays. We put so much pressure around this could be the last. Yeah. That I think it's okay to take the pressure off and look at it as this is a day with an opportunity for us to be together
1: and and make memories that we'll be able to remember in years to come.
0: Right, rather than creating this stress around what the holiday should be, and then creating a, a memory around how stressed out we, how stressed out we yeah. were and could not enjoy the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I've learned with my sister is that we keep her in our heart and we keep an open, an open heart. So I, th- I think that can be helpful too, especially around the holidays. So a family member doesn't show up or takes a pass because they can't handle the situation. It can feel really hurtful. I think it's okay to feel the hurt and then i also think it's okay to say my heart remains open Open, though i am hurt i am disappointed i'm frustrated i wish things were different and i remain open with my heart and even if that family member doesn't come back or maybe the relationship has changed so much that the relationship won't be the same I think it's important for us to keep an open heart because we don't know what other relationships are out there that can fill our heart in a way that's very unexpected, but feels like a true blessing.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Because I think we have a tendency to sometimes turn that hurt into Closing off ourselves. And I think it's important for us to remember that we can hurt and still be open. Maybe we're different with an open heart. Maybe we communicate differently. Maybe we express ourselves differently, and yet we remain open. So we don't want expe- a relationship that. Oh, go ahead, Claire. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I think if you're keeping that door open and someone walks back through it, we may be different once they walk in and that's okay too. You're maybe a little bit more, um, uh, I don't want to say guarded, but um, perhaps a a little bit more protective of your heart because we don't, it, it doesn't feel good when our heart is hurt. Right? It, 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 it doesn't feel good. And so we want to protect ourselves, but not be closed off completely. Because um, you may be missing out on something in the future.
0: So, here, yes. So, here's how I look at it. So, I know that I'm going to see my sister again. And so, I think the next time I see my sister will be at a difficult time, whether it's a parent's significant decline or right. even after they've died. So I have created responses in my head of what I'll do when I see her again, how I'll manage the situation. And I was telling someone about that, and he said, well, why would you, why would you worry about that now? You don't have to worry about that now. And I thought, I need a plan. <laughs> I don't right. know what the future is going to bring, and I want to be ready when I see her again so I don't feel like the situation has caught me off guard or that I'm completely out of control. So it helps me to plan ahead what I'm going to say, how I'm going to act. And I think that's okay for us to do, too, around the holidays. Put the plan in place. If you're worried about interactions with family members, think about what what response you'd like to use, what your exit strategy is. So if someone really starts to harp on you, for instance, about a decision you've made that you know is right, but yet you're getting pushback from the family, think about your exit strategy around that communication. And it could be simple as, I'm here to enjoy the holiday. I'd be happy to talk about this with you guys tomorrow or Wednesday. However, right now, I'm here to enjoy the holiday. And that's what I'm going to do. And you can actually physically leave the conversation. You can change the conversation. We can do things to give ourselves a good holiday, by being prepared with effective communication and really just giving ourselves whatever time we need. So let's say that situation happens. The family is giving you a hard time. You know you've made the right decision. You say, I'm here to have a good time. I can talk about this with you tomorrow or Wednesday. Right now my focus is to have a good time. You can give yourself time then in the bathroom. You can say, excuse me, and then go to the bathroom. Take whatever time you need to collect yourself to swear, to curse, you know to let it out, to shed a few tears to, to to go on to the chat on
1: your mobile device and just yes. it out there exactly. well and the advantage of doing that and, and thinking those conversations through if you can anticipate them and not every, you know, we can't anticipate every scenario that might occur but the advantage is then you framed your answer with your head and not your heart and when when we're when we're unprepared for an emotional response you you give a, an emotional response right which may not be in you know in, in in hindsight what you would have wanted to say but it's what emotionally blurts out of your mouth when you're in that situation that's um, that that you weren't anticipating or that you hadn't really thought through whereas thinking it through gives you some a few little things that you know hopefully will come to your head um, when you're in that situation instead of just emotionally responding and then regretting it later.
0: Yeah. And I also think there's a level of confidence that you bring to an event if you feel like, I'm prepared. I have a couple statements. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to let anybody railroad me or speak for me. I've got a few things, a few go-to statements that I can use, and I've got some exit strategies. I know I can go to the bathroom. I know I can go to the kitchen. I know I can take the garbage out, whatever it might be. And if the event isn't at your house, you know that you can also leave when it's appropriate for you. We don't have to put ourselves through a torturous situation. We can put controls around it. We can communicate effectively, and we can use our exit strategies. All good. Yep. So, Claire, with our last few minutes left, how are you going to spend the holidays? We
1: are. uh, So, you know, my dad's here in California now. So, um, we are going to stay here and have our first uh, California Christmas. We we went home to Philadelphia. Um, We surprised my sister. It was her 50th birthday in November. So, I she knew I was coming, but she did not know my father was coming. So. Um, we planned this nice little surprise for her and, and really, really wanted to uh, be there for her birthday. Um, it's, it's just harder with work and, and travel to, to get anywhere around the holidays, so we thought this was a really nice compromise. Um, and so we're just going to be nicely quiet in Northern California without 25 people and just the two of us. So how about you?
0: That sounds nice. Actually, that sounds really nice. Maybe you'll have Christmas for three. No, I'm not going to bite myself, although.
1: <laughs> that sounds so You nice. are, you are um, welcome.
0: <laughs> so we are getting together on Christmas Eve at my brother's house. And then typically Christmas Day, it's my folks and myself. And we find yeah. somewhere to go for lunch. So it, nobody has to past,
1: or do anything.
0: Exactly. In the past, it has been my least favorite day of the year, I will be completely honest. My mom would prefer to be with the family on Christmas Day, so she is not in her best mood. However, it's important that my siblings spend time with the other side of their family, their in-laws. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, the compro- compromises the we get... Yeah, so the compromise is Christmas Eve, they get together, and then Christmas Day, I spend with my parents. So... <laughs> I take one for the team. That's what I tell my siblings all the time on Christmas Day. I'm taking one for the team on this. So (laughs) I think it will be a little easier this year. As my parents are declining, they don't have the energy to be so frustrated about family situations, which is helpful. I, I, I feel bad about the declines, but yet there's that other part that is a little easier is that they just don't have the energy to complain about things so which makes it easier on me and they don't have the energy to say why aren't you married why don't you have kids <laughs> so it's all good all so good oh, wait, oh wait. my gosh yes <laughs> oh my gosh oh boy well claire thank you so much this was great always fun to talk these situations out with you uh, and you
1: thank you and happy holidays everybody
0: Yeah, happy holidays to you and yours, Claire. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, so much for joining us. I'm Denise Fromm. Be sure to stop by caregiving.com. Let us know how you're doing because we always love to know. Take care. Bye-bye.